It's an age-old question. What do I need to do to live a good life? The ancient Greeks asked it too. They were fortunate as advice for living well was codified into 147 sayings or precepts carved in stone at the place they considered the center of the world. That was, of course, Delphi, the home of the Delphic Oracle. In fact, these precepts were considered to be the words of Apollo himself. But before we get into it, let's start by defining a good life. Ancient Greeks liked pleasure as much as anyone, but they didn't define a good life as one of pleasure alone. Their definition included virtue, self-respect, friendship, family, and even responsibility. They looked to the Delphic Oracle for answers to specific questions, but for concerns about life in general, they needed only to walk the temple grounds at Delphi for advice. The 147 sayings were incised on Apollo's temple and on a nearby smaller building. They appeared in the 5th century BC, but were far older than that. They totaled 147 because the three numbers, 1, 4, and 7, added together equal 12, and 12 was the number of gods living on Mount Olympus. For more than a thousand years, when Greeks trod the sacred path to Apollo's temple, they would see the carvings. As the centuries passed, a number of Delphic maxims became world famous. Ones you may have heard include, know thyself and nothing in excess. These two were considered the most important. It's not unusual today for someone to advise everything in moderation. That's really just a variation on the Greek, nothing in excess. Welcome to episode 56 of Garner's Greek Mythology. We have listeners from 179 countries, so welcome to everyone wherever you are. I'm your host, mythologist Patrick Garner. Remember to visit Amazon to check out my four books about the Greek gods in the contemporary world. That's right, the Olympic gods return to manipulate events once again. The stories are part of the Naxos Quartet and include the Winnowings, the Cladic Girls, Homo Divinitus, and All That Lasts. As an aside, Homo Divinitus is also available as an audiobook. You can also learn more about them and this podcast at patrickgarnerbooks.com. My novels have been bestsellers. They're great entertainment and include your favorite Greek gods. So visit my website at patrickgarnerbooks.com, then link over to Amazon and give yourself a quadruple treat. I want to give a quick shout out to the writer Philip Chrysopoulos, who recently published an article on the Delphic Commandments in The Greek Reporter, which is an online news source featuring both today's stories and ancient ones. 
He inspired this current episode. If you want to read Philip's article, it's called The 147 Commandments Gods Gave to Ancient Greeks. As longtime listeners to this podcast know, unique topics in Greek mythology are few and far between. So I give him credit for highlighting how Apollo expanded his reach beyond his oracle to teach mortals how to live. The 147 carvings emphasized five basic themes, which were respecting oneself and others, acting properly, loving your country and your friends, having self-control, and being virtuous. Now let's listen to a sampling of the commands. They began simply enough with respect the gods. This is certainly a command to obey if you recall how Dionysus, the god of wine, dispatched the king of Thebes when the king disrespected his divinity. Dionysus set him up to be killed at one of his raves by his own mother who did not recognize him. Then there's the command, respect your parents, which was of great importance to Greeks. All children were expected to honor their mother and father. That behavior was constantly emphasized. Think of the shame and subsequent destruction of Oedipus, who inadvertently killed his father and married his mother. And remember the story of Orestes, who killed his mother, Clytemnestra, who had previously murdered his father. His saga did not have a happy ending. As everyone knew, the Greek furies, those terrifying goddesses of vengeance, went out of their way to punish an offspring's crimes against parents. Apollo's Delphic commands followed in quick succession. Respect the elderly. Respect those who ask favors of you. This is another big admonition. Zeus, for all of his moral failings, did demand humans at least offer food and drink to a stranger. There's a famous story about Zeus and Hermes in disguise who seek shelter on a stormy night. Family after family turn them away. Finally, in the poorest house in this town. A husband and wife welcome them with food and dry clothes. Zeus rewards them royally. Thereafter, Greeks were required to open their doors to those in need. One never knew when a stranger might be a god. The next command was, respect yourself. That was followed by one found in every culture. Do not kill the innocent. This, of course, was similar to the biblical, Thou shalt not kill. The next was, Do not take a god's name in vain. Then, nourish those you love, which referred to one's children and family. Honor your house. Respect and keep your marriage. As an aside, I'll mention that the Olympic gods overlooked this command as they constantly had affairs and changed spouses. Know when your time to get married has come. 
This is a particularly important command for society. Marriage was considered to be the normal state for adults and the social institution into which children should be born. The philosopher Aristotle even gave a proper age to wed. Men should marry at 35, he said, and women at 18. This was the exact age he and his wife were when they were married. The next section of the commands was about patriotism and acting properly. Fight for what is right and what is good. This command would have appealed to the fierce Greek belief in freedom. It was followed by, be humble. Then, be aware of your mortality. Exercise self-control. Withhold your anger. And speak with gentleness. Continuing with directions about self-control, the commands include, watch what you say. Avoid impertinence. Keep all secrets entrusted to you. Say only what you believe is true. Avoid corrupt things. Do not make promises. And when drinking, be restrained. A cautionary example from Greek mythology is the satyr's love of wine. They constantly overindulged, embarrassing every god with their crude behavior. The commands then shifted to the very act of thinking, which was a uniquely Greek obsession at the time. For instance, a temple carving read, Contemplate what you hear. Then, Cultivate pure thoughts. Be open-minded. Let your thoughts be constructive. Addressing mindfulness, they continued, Be aware of your actions and their consequences. Converse with all. Then, give ear to everyone. As an aside, compare this to our current cancel culture. The Greeks were adamant that all ideas except for those considered blasphemous were worthy of being heard. Then the commands shifted to matters of self-conduct. For instance, one states, be honorable. Then, do not have low expectations. Praise the good. Say only good things about everyone. Judge others only on their virtue. Then, give comfort to those in need. You'll notice a theme here. Rather than encouraging divisiveness, Apollo argues for unity and consideration. Rather than canceling ideas that might differ from one's own, he says, in effect, listen to all who speak. Think twice about what you hear. Then regarding behavior, he has high expectations prescribing keep a good reputation, associate with those who have good virtue, anticipate what may occur, hate arrogance, never be half-hearted about what you want. And to those who visited Delphi, a command stated, never doubt the oracle. 
Of course, the command would have quelled any muttering or sarcasm. The maxims frequently speak of love. For instance, one states, help those you love when they're in need. Protect your friendships. And always be there for friends if they need you. The commands that encourage learning. One instructs, educate your children. Seek wisdom. Never tire of learning. Associate with wise people. And be a friend of wisdom. One of the most famous of the commands was carved on the bottom left pediment of Apollo's temple and stated, Know thyself. The philosopher Heraclitus interpreted this as meaning, Know your limits. Plato took a grander view of it, saying it meant, Know your soul. And into our own time, thinkers, gurus, and psychoanalysts have continued to interpret its meaning. There were more commands relating to learning. Stay focused on your education. Make use of your talents. Emphasizing virtue, the commands went on, honor good deeds, praise virtue. Do favors for others. Be optimistic. Speak justly. Be objective and fair. You'll note that these last commands all mirror each other, saying over and over, in effect, be good in all things. Then taking a darker turn and recognizing that life is unsettled, they cautioned, do not believe in luck, and accept your fate. They go on. For instance, discussing matters of judgment, one stated, despise injustice. One was a warning to judges themselves. It said, judge without being bribed. Avoid corruption. Act with certainty and conviction, which meant, don't equivocate or stall for time. Then sympathize with those who are unfortunate. In a series of practical commands, there was never waste time, except the passage of time. When you start something, finish it. Accept your mistakes. Then avoid disputes. Avoid violence. Turning political, one command stated, be lawful. Respect government. Be prepared to die for your country. Appreciate the help that is given to you and do not steal. Practical advice went on saying, do not be unkind. Do not be evil which was Google's former motto, don't be evil. The commands went on, beware of deception. And finally, do not speak ill of those who cannot defend themselves. Nearing their end, the commandments shifted to the topic of wealth. For instance, acquire wealth through just means. 
Your hard work should always be honorable. Commands warned against being attached to material things. One required Greeks to use their resources for good purpose. Spend your wealth wisely. If you have, you should give. This command was a particularly interesting method of ensuring civil peace. Wealthy ancient Athenians were expected to underwrite or pay for many public costs like theater, warships, and battle armor. Some ancient governments recognized that wealth should be occasionally redistributed to the poor to avoid uprisings. For instance, in Persia, rulers had periodic debt forgiveness for the entire population. This allows citizens to avoid slavery. Another precept regarding wealth was, when you spend, do so wisely. Be content with what you have. Another command as important as know thyself was also carved on the pediment of Apollo's temple. It was nothing in excess. This later became known as the golden mean. Moderation was admired. For instance, Aristotle wrote that while courage is a virtue, if taken to excess, it becomes recklessness. On the other hand, he said, if courage is absent, it may be seen as cowardice. The remaining commands emphasized proper behavior. Do not criticize. Do not slander others. Do not be envious. Have a sense of shame. Live your life without sorrow. Respect the dead. And the final maxim, do not impose yourself on others. Yet after all 147 commands, if visitors left Delphi remembering anything, it was know thyself and nothing in excess. Later historians rejected the ancient belief that these were Apollo's commands. Instead, they attributed them to the seven sages of Greece. These were men who lived between 750 and 550 BC, but no one really knows. The attributions are speculative, and many of the Delphic commands were ancient. My opinion as a mythologist, a number of the commands are oriented around social control. Apollo is unlikely to have been interested in this sort of thing. But those who ruled in Greece would have wanted to emphasize commands like respect government and be prepared to die for your country. Assigning such commands to a revered god such as Apollo would have given the commands clout, and Apollo would have smiled at the attribution, particularly the one that ordered Greeks to respect the gods. Join me for a future episode of Garner's Greek Mythology. And one more thing, if you have little ones in your life, there's a new children's book that should be on your bookshelf. 
It's called Read Aloud Stories for Young Listeners by D.K. Garner. There are no Greek gods but animals, always part of Greek life, play an important role in these charming stories. They talk with the children at the moment a little help is needed. Everyone can enjoy the stories of You Turn the Crow, Eli the Dog, Winky the Horse, Not George the Bunny, and Rudy the Rooster. Visit Patrick Garner Books for more information. And thanks for listening. This is your host, Patrick Garner. <laughs>